Good morning and welcome to Copper Country Today, Houghton Community Broadcasting's weekly look at the issues and people that are important to the Keweenaw. I'm Todd Van Dyke. This morning, five candidates running for three Houghton City Council seats. We'll meet incumbents John Sullivan and Buck Foltz and challengers Jan Cole, Brian Irizarry and Joan Suits. Where do they stand on waterfront development and other issues? We'll find out in just a moment on Copper Country Today, brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. You can help our community's recovery from the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic by donating to the Portage Health Foundation's COVID-19 Community Recovery Fund. 100% of money donated to that fund will be used for COVID-19 recovery efforts. What are we doing with that fund? Glad you asked. We helped fund an awareness campaign with the business community. We helped 31 backpacks and Copper Country Senior Meals continue operations. We donated more than $400,000 to local schools. Donate now at phfgive.org slash COVID-19. Welcome to Copper Country Today. I'm Todd Van Dyke. Our program is brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. You can find out more about them at phfgive.org. I want to say as we're starting this series of interviews this morning, we're going to be talking with five Houghton City Council candidates who are running for three available seats. We are aware that a lot of people have already voted and that for some people this may be a little after the fact. But please keep in mind that if you hear something over the next several weeks that changes your mind about any candidate, you do have the right to go in and spoil your first ballot and vote again. So your vote is not necessarily yet permanent. You'll want to talk to your city or township clerk about that option. I welcome in for the first segment. The first of the five candidates we'll be talking to this morning for the three open positions on the Houghton City Council. He is an incumbent in one of those positions, Philip Buck Foltz. Welcome to the program, Buck. Well, thanks for having me. How long have you been on council now? I, I just finished my first full term, um, and that was four years. Okay, and why? So I had, I had run previous to that, and or actually, no, I was I put in for an appointment when somebody had moved from the area, but so four years. And why do you think you want to run again? Well, I ran in the first place. Uh, I've been here 30 years. I actually worked for the city of Houghton for 18 of those first years um, before I you know, sought other types of opportunities. Um, I think I know an awful lot about this town and how it works. Um, I come to it with you know, not having grown up here, but coming here because of the special things that this area has to offer. Um, I've always been somebody that volunteered. I've been a firefighter for the past 28 years in Houghton, been on the school board for about 25. Um, it's something that I feel is important for me to be able to give back. The past four years have been uh, adventurous. You did bring in a new manager. Was that uh, within the last four years? Eric had actually gotten there just a little bit before me. But, That's right. You know, interesting Interestingly enough, I've, you know, I worked for both Ray Kessner and Scott McGinnis, and, you know, now I work with Eric Wara. So we did go through a little bit of a change at that point, and uh, we are approaching a big project, and we want to talk about that in just a moment, at least theoretically a big project. But uh, give me some idea as to what you think were the highlights of the past four years and what you were involved with, uh, uh, some successes. Well, I mean, you know, the nuts and bolts of any community, a city like Houghton, you know, are always going to be trying to take care of the things we have, roads, water, sewer. I think a lot of folks don't really understand what all goes into making a community like this happen. Um, you know, a big part of what our job has been is to make sure that roads get paved. And you know what? Sometimes they don't get paved as quickly as they should, but there again, that comes to money. In the last four years, We've seen, I think, the city of Houghton move in the direction of, you know, trying to solidify its downtown to help build that and grow that. Um, and sort of, you know, Houghton's become a, if you want to call it that, a destination for people that are trying to, you know, start a business or um, grow businesses to come to. And that's a good thing. Development uh, takes us to the 
Lakeshore Drive development project, redevelopment project, taking down the existing parking deck, putting up something that has caused some controversy here in town. Do you think that this has been approached in the correct way, looking first for a development partner and then trying to develop the plan? I, I believe it's been, um, and obviously we've gotten pretty beat up about this whole thing. I think it was absolutely approached the right way. The reality of it is the deck was built at the end of the 70s. It was essentially a federal government, you know, state kind of thing. They went around to communities that were, um, you know, a, a rust belt communities, mines, you know, steel, other kinds of things that were lost their industry. They tried to help them out. So they built us a deck. When it got built, nobody liked it. But over the last 45 years, it's become pretty integral to a lot of what the businesses downtown do. We've seen that you know business grow and prosper, and I think it's going to continue to. Um, the deck needs to be replaced. We can spend a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and throw it at that and then still have to tear it down within the next five. Or we can look to do something different. And you know the idea was... To you know, we recognize it all costs money, so we figured let's let somebody else spend the money. We asked for proposals, and three developers came in and said we would like to work with you. Is the destination that we'd like to be in? Two were local. One was Marquette, so I still think of that as local. And they said, you know, we'll spend our money and make this a better place. Um, we were excited about that. Um, I know people have been critical about picking one the night that, you know, we had had those proposals for quite a while and we knew what they were capable of doing. We had to decide who we were going to let spend their money is what it comes down to. You know, these developers all, everything they bring to the table costs them money. We don't want them to go away feeling like they were cheated. So we felt it was important to pick one and give them the opportunity to show us something. To date, we still have not had that unveiling of what they're proposing and and so it's really disheartening to hear lap dog and some of the crazy rhetoric that i hear because nothing's happened literally covid and a lot of other things have made business almost you know not possible um i think that development will be important we either have to tear down the deck and do something or we can let somebody come in and work something there um you know, we're already in the process of looking at the peer project, which, of course, the funding um, changed due to COVID. But that's still on the table, and we still hope that happens. I believe those are good for the community. And the concept that we're trying to do an end run and pull things over people's eyes, I, I ran for this position exactly on the opposite, you know, type of a forum. And so I'm really kind of shocked. And it kind of hurts to think that people are, um, they don't listen and really take a look at the facts. Let's take a look ahead before we wrap this segment up, uh, Buck Foltz. Let's take, talk about some of the other things. This is not a one-issue election. Some of the other things that you would like to see the city accomplish over the next few years. Well, um, first and foremost, I mean, um, I would like to see us get to a point where um, Viridia brings us something that we can actually take a look at with the public, by, by the way, and decide if that's really what fits here. Because that's really always been the process. Um, you know, we we asked them to be the developer, and, and I can speak for myself when I say my decision to, to ask them to do that was largely based on, you know, what I thought to be the superior construction company um, involved of the three developers. I come with a bit of a construction background, so that was important to me that whatever we got was done by the best people. Um, so I would like to see us get the pier, the pier downtown funded and built. I would like to see us figure out what's going to happen with that parking deck because I know for myself, I'm not going to vote to throw good money after bad and continue to put money into something that's technically at the end of its useful life. Um, that doesn't make sense. And, you know, to see this community grow for the people that live here. Is there any circumstance under which you would vote to have that deck uh, permanently removed? 
sure. I mean, if let's say that, you know, the developer comes in and something doesn't work out and they decide to leave because they can leave too. You know, they've got a lot of money invested, but they can leave that deck simply is, you know, the engineers have made it very clear. This is probably the last one of that vintage that's still up everywhere else that they were built has gone to some other model. And, you know, the reality of it is we have a lot more people uh, and businesses downtown that are putting in, you know, permanent housing, apartments, other things like that. Turns out people like to live downtown. They like to walk down to eateries and, you know, shopping and other things, even in a little town or a small town. So we're seeing an in- increase in the number of people that want to live down there. Um, we, unfortunately, our main street in Houghton is a state highway. So, you know, the idea behind the, the whole peer project and kind of making that a, a focal point was that would be our area where we could meet downtown. Certainly the farmer's market is there. Um, we have concerts at the beach, but it would be so much nicer for the businesses if those concerts took place right downtown. Absolutely. Philip Buck Foltz is one of five candidates running for three open seats on the Houghton City Council. The uh, one that's being vacated uh, and has no incumbent running is Rachel Langton, who is retiring from the council. Buck, thank you for your thoughts. Thank you very much, Todd. Everybody take care and be healthy. On we go on Copper Country today to the second of the two incumbents who are running for the three available seats on the Houghton City Council. John Sullivan joins me. John, welcome to the show. Thank you, Todd. Good how, to be here. How many years have you served on the council now? Uh, oh, five years. Five years on the council. Yeah, I was appointed to fill a vacancy, and now I have did my first four-year term, so I'm looking for a second four-year term. Go back with me over the past four or five years and tell me what things you think the city has done right, what things you're proud about uh, the city having accomplished. Well, the city of Houghton runs pretty smoothly because uh, they have a very competent city manager and city staff. So there haven't been any problems. We've we've got, uh, we go through a budget every year and uh Houghton's fortunate to have uh, a surplus of cash and therefore budget problems uh, are not <laughs> are not there uh, of course the biggest thing that's come up over the last year has been uh, or I guess it was a, over a year ago we started talking about uh, requesting statement of qualifications for downtown development. We wanted to see more happening in the downtown, and we saw an opportunity with a old parking deck that uh, could be uh, something done in that area you know, and uh, put out statements of uh, requests for qualifications and had three developers say they were interested in investing in in our downtown and that's that's been the main issue over the last year and we're still waiting for well we went through the uh, selection process and narrowed it down to uh, thought our best uh, opportunity was from a developer in Marquette who had some pretty significant experience and had the credentials to do something and uh, so we selected that group and have been meeting with them and waiting for their proposal. Of course, COVID-19 slowed that process down, and hopefully uh, within the next few weeks we'll be uh, able to have a, pr- a proposal to deal with. Uh, the, this is a real opportunity for the city to... Uh, to have some downtown development, which would enhance and strengthen our downtown, create some new tax base, which is necessary, and also uh, enhance the new jobs, potential new jobs. And as the greatest benefit, is, as 
I see it, is a chance to build a new parking structure uh, to replace our outdated uh, parking deck and uh, do it with tax increment financing and brownfield financing and other potential grants that are available for such a project. So if we can get a new parking deck that doesn't cost the city of Houghton any uh, any extra money, uh, that would be the, the key. And that's what I'm focusing on, seeing that happen. The process has been criticized by some people. Are you satisfied with the way that it developed and with where you are now in that process? Well, yeah, I was satisfied with the way it developed. I was disappointed that so many people didn't understand the process or thought they were city. the city council was doing something that it shouldn't be doing. Um, <clears throat> we offered, you know, uh, the controversial part seems to be the uh, potential sale of some uh, water, uh, well, some property along Lakeshore Drive. And uh, I, I, I guess I didn't see that as uh, controversial or, or anything wrong with that if we can get sell some city property to a developer to have new tax base and new jobs uh, that would leverage uh, a parking structure that would benefit everybody. Um, anyway, it's the, uh, the fact that our committee that we created to deal with the project uh, was not meeting in an open meeting process, uh, shook up a lot of people, and we've overcome that, I, I hope, by uh, agreeing that there the city council has agreed that, yes, let's do it in an open meeting fashion. Uh, pursuant to the state law, we, <laughs> we learned that uh, our committee needs to um, meetings. I mean, we weren't doing anything secretive. Everything was being reported to the city council as we went. And, of course, we didn't have, we've only had a couple, couple three meetings, so nothing big has happened yet. And the big thing is in front of us. We're waiting for the proposal from the developer so we have something to review and something to act on and something to consider. There has been concern that uh, this might limit access to the waterfront for Houghton residents. There has been concern that this might eliminate the parking deck, which could damage some downtown businesses. Is that a realistic concern, or is that just something that's been a little bit overhyped? Uh, well, certainly overhyped on uh, eliminating access to the waterfront. Uh, the waterfront was always, wasn't going to be touched. Nothing north of the uh, railroad grade the old railroad grade, which is the city waterfront uh, trail, was going to be touched. And in fact, the city has a plan to enhance the waterfront access by uh, relocating the trail from between the existing parking deck and the library on the, where it exists on the old railroad grade to moving that trail uh, on the to the water side of the library, which would be a, a really nice improvement, um, but the, the still maintain that trail or that right-of-way, which is MDOT right-of-way, uh, between the parking deck and the library. And uh, the city's looking at, at expanding the green space out in front of the old uh, Sioux Line Railroad depot uh, by putting uh, some sheet piling out in the water, which we are, the city has a permit from U.S. Corps, Corps of Engineers and uh, Great Lakes Environmental 
what, what are they called? Eagle, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and, John, um, I, I, I've got to cut you off here because we're running out of time. I've got about 30 seconds left, and I want to ask you one final question. If you are reelected, what other things might you want to see happen over the next four years? Um, my number one agenda is a, a road improvement project. We have an asset management plan. And I'd like to see us invest about $2 million next year in upgrading our street program. So road, uh, road is, a, uh, is a, uh, an emphasis for you. And uh, again, we've been talking with John Sullivan, who is one of the incumbents who is running for the three open council seats in the city of Houghton. The third that is being opened up, uh, Rachel Langton, is retiring. John, thank you for your time and best wishes. Thank you. Good talking to you, Todd. We continue with our look at the candidates running for the three open seats on the Houghton City Council. We've talked to the two incumbents. Let's open up our conversations with the challengers by welcoming Joan Suits to the program. Joan, thank you for your time and welcome to Copper Country Today. Thanks, Todd. I'm glad to be here. Tell us a little about yourself. Give us a little rundown of who you are, what you do. Well, I have. I grew up in the New Jersey area. I saw the error of my ways and moved to the area in about 1985. I have been working, I worked initially teaching at Tech. Um, when my children went back to school, I went for a nursing license and worked as an RN and then went back to school again. And I have been working as a nurse practitioner for over 10 years now. You're, I, you're um, remarkably well educated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I like education. I think you can't learn too much. So uh, do you have previous governmental experience uh, to before your run here for council? Not formally, no. Um, when I was in graduate school, I did participate in community groups. Um, in some of my community groups in the uh, community, I have been on governing boards at churches, and I try to stay active in community affairs. It's been difficult because up until the COVID pandemic, I was working about 60 hours or more a week. So since I've been cutting back, I've, I'm trying to expand my, my efforts. Will that 60 hours be coming back? And would that be a challenge if you have to go back to that work schedule? Well, I have discussed this and I've decided at this point in my life, I'm happy working I love my job and I want to continue, but I definitely want to make it a part-time thing. So, no, I don't see that being an, an, a problem at all. So why choose this moment to run for Houghton City Council? Well, there's a couple of things. First, I had heard that Rachel Langton was not going to return for her seat. And so I thought, oh, that would be a great opportunity to get involved. Um, also, as I started to have more time and became more aware of what was going on in the council, it, it seemed to me that there were some issues that I thought I could potentially help out with. Um, first thing I thought of was the communication both from the council out to the community as well as from the community to the council. Um, when I had a full-time job, I had to rely on news reports. Um, I didn't really know how the council itself would disseminate information, and I finally realized there was a website, but wasn't easy to get to. So I'd like to improve how the community gets involved. Um, and then also for community members to contact the council, I think that's a bit of a, I see a difficulty there. Um, I did try emailing several council members um, at one point, never got a response. And so our only real venue otherwise is to stand up at council meetings. Um, so I'd like to increase public participation. Do you think that there's something that the city can do as a, an organization to try to facilitate that, or is that more a matter of the responsibility of individual council members? Well, I, I th both, okay? I think that, I mean, the problem is we've got such a varied population, and people receive their news in different ways. Some people rely on radio. Some people go to TV. Other people go online. Some people like to read, so it's going to take a real effort to kind of get a widespread 
widespread reach. Um, my thought initially was a newsletter. You know, it could be printed, it could be online. Um, so that's something I'd like to look at. I don't really think it's a problem of the city council members. I think, though, that they are used to how things are and figure people will eventually contact them. But if you're not in the mindset where you can do that, you um, it's a difficult process. So I would like to make the council more approachable. So if you are elected to the city council, what type of things, are there projects that you have in mind? Are there, besides the communication issue, are there things that you would want the council to accomplish? Yes. Um, overall, I think, I love this town. I think um, we've got a great town. I, I want to express my appreciation for public works especially. I am so thankful that they are out and taking care of the city. Um, I would like to look long term at improving our resource, well, our roads, our infrastructure, our roads, our sidewalks, parks, and lights. Um, so I would like to, to look at a long term plan for those. Um, I'm concerned about revenue, especially with the discussion about Walmart and the dark store issue. There's a potential loss of revenue there. Um, I really think that we need to take care of what we've got rather than just kind of randomly expanding. Um, of course, the big issue right now is the waterfront development, and I would like to see more public input as to what would be the best approach or the best use for that, that area, both for us as well as for our future. Have you been satisfied, dissatisfied, indifferently satisfied as to the <laughs> as to the way that the council has approached that up to this point? In other words, picking out a developer to work with and then starting to work on the plan? Well, um, I have spoken out about that a couple of times at council meetings. Um, I'm not happy. I mean, I, I was unable to get information from council members when I first got word of what was going on. Um, and then, you know, we had the referendum, which was overwhelmingly a statement from the public that they wanted to see more input into what was developing. The city put out a request for developers to come up with a hotel and conference center. And I don't know that that's really the best use for that property. Um, so I would like to take a step back and perhaps first look at what the best use is. I mean, we've got to do something with that area. The parking deck has got to come down in the next few years. Um, but yeah, we have to do something, but it's got to be acceptable to everybody who lives here, as well as the people we want to have coming in. Was the city's request specifically for a hotel and conference center, or is that just what the three developers who submitted requests came up with on their own? I have not been I I have not been able to find a specific request from the city to the developers but it is my understanding that when they looked for that when they looked for bids they were looking specifically for a hotel and and this was obviously pre-covid when a hotel and even a conference center might be a really good idea. I know when I listened to the three developers um se several of them a couple of them mentioned, you know, we don't really need another hotel. And at least one developer came up with a multi-use program, which I thought was, was a real intriguing idea. But I think I'd like to go back to the planning board to see what exactly would be the best use for that area. Do you have other ideas as to how that might be pursued? Well, I've, I've traveled, well, I used to travel a lot before COVID. Um, I'd like to see a multi-use area. I mean, we've got a great pedestrian walkway there. So I'd like to be able to have something where people could be walking along the waterfront, perhaps an outdoor cafe, outdoor indoor cafe, obviously, because you want something in the winter. Uh, we do need some parking, perhaps in that area, but maybe not what we've got right now. Um, I would like to see shops. I think people just love to walk along the waterfront and then sit and enjoy what's there. So I'd like to have activities which would draw people to the waterfront and keep them there. And that's where my, my issue is with a hotel. I mean, there's not a lot to do unless you're staying at the hotel and looking out the window. Are there other things that you would like to, to have accomplished if you are elected to the council? Other things you'd like to do? Well, besides somehow improving communication and public public participation, I am concerned um, about the NARA area 
uh, we're working on the walkway right now, and I appreciate that the that that's the walkways are almost done. But there's a whole ski area in back which um, I see is not being maintained quite as well as might be might be useful. Um, I'd also like to see improvement in the sidewalk so that people can continue to walk. I'd like to look at increasing the walkability and non-car transport. And finally, I, I'm really interested in streetlights. I live in West Houghton, which does not have streetlights. And I've talked to my neighbors and people up the hill, and they've all mentioned that they'd like to have a little better lighting. So that's a start. I've got so much to learn, and I'm the first one to admit it, but I think I can do it. Joan Suits is candidate for the Houghton City Council in the election coming up in November. Joan, thank you so much for your time and your insights. Thanks, Todd. And I'd like to, if I can, I'd like to tell people, if you've got a question, I've got a campaign site, I've got email, please contact me if you've got any questions. Very good. Joan Suits here on Copper Country Today. We'll talk with two more contenders in just a moment. Mobile food pantries in Houghton, Launceston, and Oxnard will continue through the end of 2020, with one in each county each month. Dates and times can be found at phfgive.org/mobilefoodpantry. Thanks to Oxnard area schools, Community Action Food Bank, and Feeding America West Michigan for making this possible. The pantries are funded by the Portage Health Foundation's COVID-19 Community Recovery Fund. If you would like to donate to that fund, visit phfgive.org/covid19. See a full schedule for when the next mobile food pantry is in Launce, Houghton, or Ontonagon at phfgive.org/mobilefoodpantry. Welcome back to Copper Country Today. I'm Todd Van Dyke. Our program is brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. You can learn more about them at phfgive.org. We are talking this morning with five candidates who are running for three open seats on the Houghton City Council. The next one who we bring in is Virginia Jan Cole, who is one of the challengers in the race this year. Jan, welcome to the program. Thanks so much, Todd. I'm glad to be here. Before I forget to do this, because your name is Virginia, but you go by Jan, I just want to make sure that folks are clear how your name is actually going to appear on the ballot. It will appear as Virginia, um, my formal name. Okay, but people call you Jan. Can I call you Jan? You sure can. All right, but we'll encourage people if they want to vote for you to look for Virginia and not to be confused about that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Give me a, a thumbnail sketch of who you are. Sure. Um, well, I've been a resident of uh, the city of Houghton for six years, um, but I've come to the Cubana all my life. Um, I'm uh, five generations of, of living here at various stages of our life, and this was always a, a dream of mine. Um, I Even as a little kid, I, <laughs> if my parents had left me on the shores of Lake Superior, I would have happily grown up in the, in the woods um, in this area. And uh, living here full time and working here full time is a, is a dream come true. So you would, really have been a, I, you would have been a feral child is what you're telling us. And gladly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I may still be a feral child, but I try to be adult on, on most occasions. Um, but yeah, I love it up here. Um, I love being a part of the community. Um, I've lived uh, in Eagle Harbor and then, and then moved here to Houghton. Um, and I, I love living in, you know, in the city and being close to everything. Um, the Cubana is beautiful too, and I, my work takes me there um, very often. Um, I am a property designer and manager. I work with my brother Bud, um, who's also Edward. My mom had a habit of giving us uh, nicknames, um, and uh, and we collectively work on um, some compelling historic buildings and try to give them new contemporary uses while maintaining um, the aspects that make them so special in, you know, in a sense of our history. I've worked on the Eagle River Lighthouse. Um, Sandhills Lighthouses will be one of our new projects. Um, currently working on the Douglas Agency building here in Houghton. Uh, got a project in Hancock. And um, I love that work. I love um, getting my hands dirty in a building, seeing how it was built. That just, um, that just sounds fun. That just sounds really it's, fun. It is. I, I love it. There's really something um, when you take up out a wall and you're touching something that somebody built a hundred years ago. And it's it's truly like living history again. Um, and I just, I wonder, I often wonder like how it all got done, how um, the people that built it 
you know, what they thought about building it and creating it and what the sense of purpose was for the place. Let's talk a little bit about why you've decided to run for Holton City Council. What, what's your motivation? Uh, well, I think the primary motivation is um, certainly the waterfront um, development project. Um, I've been actively involved in speaking up at council meetings, writing letters, being part of the um, Waterfront Redevelopment Citizens Group since its inception, since, um, you know, a year ago when the RFQs came out. Um, I feel really strongly that uh, this is such a special project. It's such a special place in our downtown, our waterfront. It's a large portion of our waterfront. It's three blocks long. Um, and that a lot of care needs to be taken um, with regards to development, developing it. I think developing it is a good idea. I think dealing with, you know, the, the parking structure as it is, is necessary. We need to, we need to evaluate that and, and make changes or, you know, re make it an, a new entity altogether. Um, but I think that, that we really need to be thoughtful and, and carefully plan this project. And that begins with public input. And the public has been asking to be part of the process for over a year now um, in, in, you know, in, a, in a stronger and stronger voice culminating in the, um, the August 4th ballot initiative. And I just think in order to, and I'm not, and the council meetings I've gone to and spoken up at, I, I haven't seen any real response to the public's desire to be part of this process. Um, kind of, and, and even more so with the uh, August 4th ballot, um, when I asked at the August 26th meeting, you know, how each counselor felt, there was very little regard for the fact that 830 people in this community want to be a part of the process um, and are asking for it to be done differently. And I just, I, that's why I want to be a council member. I just want to be able to support our community and their desire to have a voice. And um, I feel that that's important work. What part of the process do you feel that you have been left out of to this point? Because I've been covering this for uh, well over a year now, and to my knowledge, mm -hmm. the only decision that has been made is that the Houghton City Council has picked a potential development partner to try to work on some plans. What part of the process do you think have you been left out of? Well, I think, I think from the very beginning, um, even before, at, just as the RFQs were being presented, um, the public got up there and said, hey, you know, wait, wait a second. We haven't had a chance to envision what we, the, you know, the users of this area, um, we haven't had a chance to even talk to you about this. The businesses haven't had a real chance to express their opinion. Can we start from that point of view versus a developer's point of view and what they imagine is right for our community um, versus what this community wants to bring to the table. Um, that I feel like that would have been a better place to start, and that's what our community is asking for, for us to, you know, hold off and let us participate first. Because I think there's so much experiential expertise in our community. We use the waterfront. Our businesses are are wrapped around it. Um, there's a lot of information and, and I think cre creativity and ingenuity um, that could be called from coming to the community first. Um, and now, you know, we're left with only commenting on one developer's idea of what's appropriate for our incredibly special and beautiful waterfront um, instead of, you know, this being a, a community project. So you're not convinced that future public hearings and future public input sessions will give the public a, a full opportunity to create to, or to suggest different options? I don't think so, because the only option that we are allowed to comment on is Viridia's option. Um, that, I think, is, is just they have different motivations for what they want to develop for a waterfront than I think this community might have. And I'm, trust me, I'm pro-development. I think it's important. I think we can do some incredible things with our waterfront. Um, but I think it should come from the community's input first. 
Are there other things that you would like to see happen if you're elected to the Houghton City Council? Uh, sure. I'd like to, I, I think the city holds a number of assets um, that we could look at um, and see if there are some you know, cost-effective ways to make them more revenue productive. Um, and, and sometimes just having a different set of eyes on something like that helps. Says, hey, we could do um, something a little different here. We could, you know, try this. We could market it different um, so that we can increase our ability to produce revenue and cr- increase the diversity of revenue streams. Um, I, I know this one's a tough one, and I've, I've heard I'm crazy for even entertaining it, but I live on Sheldon Avenue currently. I cross the street all the time to get to my office. Um, and I'd really, for pedestrian safety, for walkability in our downtown, for the benefit of the south side of Sheldon Avenue businesses, I'd really like to see one more stoplight crossing. And I know there's a lot of complexities um, good associated luck with, with that. Good luck with MDOT on that one. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but impossible is... Um, hey. I try, not, I try not to use that word. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, I've got to wrap things up here at this point because we're out of time. But uh, I've been talking with Virginia Cole. That is her, how her name will appear on the ballot. Uh, she goes by Jan. But if you're looking to vote for her, Virginia Cole is what you look for on the upcoming ballot for Houghton City Council. Jan, thank you so much for your thoughts. Thank you, Todd. I really appreciate it. Copper Country Today continuing, and last but certainly not least in our lineup of five candidates for three positions on the Houghton City Council, Brian Irizarry, who is running for what would be his first term, and because Brian recently tested clear of the COVID-19 at the recent community clinic. We've allowed him into the studio here. We're doing most of these interviews by phone, of course, because we are concerned about safety, everybody uh, all the way around. But Brian did test positive last Saturday. So negative. negative. They're negative. Well, it's strange when a negative result is positive. That's yeah, because sure. because you know the negative the negative result is good. You're happy. That's right. It's a positive result for me. Yeah, that's a positive thing. <laughs> the, the negative result is a positive thing. So that's see, right. we've got that all worked okay. out. <laughs> Brian, welcome to the program, and thank, thank you. you for your time. Thank you, Todd. Tell me a little about yourself. Sure. Uh, people don't know a lot about you, I'm sure. What uh, what what what's your what's your life? Sure, I am a public school teacher by trade, and uh, let's see, I'm a father here in the local community in Houghton. And we're raising our young boys. We have three elementary school age boys here. And my wife is also an elementary school teacher. So we're, we're a teacher family. And um, let's see, I'm originally from Metro Atlanta, Georgia. And You're a long ways away from home. What brought right. you here? Well, I was driving around one summer, and I, I got lost, and I said, this place is beautiful, and I just decided to stay. <laughs> That's happened to a lot of people, yeah. I think, over the years. Yeah. So, But actually, um, when I was in the military overseas, I was a Marine Corps officer uh, at Iniwakuni, Japan. I met Barb, who was teaching at the base school. She was teaching the dependents who were stationed overseas for the military overseas. Ah. So uh, she grew up here. And, and her mom is here, so grandma's here for the boys. So when we were living overseas, uh, we had moved to Germany and then Italy, teaching over at the military bases overseas. Then we decided to uh, return back to the States and raise our boys here in Houghton, because it's a great place for a family to grow up. Thank you for your service. Yeah, my pleasure. So you're running for the Houghton City Council. Why? I'm running for Houghton City Council because I believe, uh, as a public servant, just sort of my self-impression uh, that we should all be, tr- everybody should be trying to help out the public good and uh, working to improve their local community. And as an able-bodied person uh, of high moral standing, I just feel like it is an obligation of mine to run for the Houghton City Council to just have, be engaged in the public service and uh, just take part of the democratic process, really. Have you been involved in city government at any level up to this point, uh, served on no. boards or committees, anything no, of that nature? No, not formally, no. Just, uh, I would say, uh, what the closest experience I have to it was being a lieutenant in the Marine Corps, where I am adjudicating punishments, I am uh, awarding Marines for good behavior, and 
writing up awards and accomplishments. So I have had experience leading a group of people. And at the same time, it's a service-based leadership. So you make sure that your Marines come first and they're well taken care of first and foremost. And uh, you put yourself last when, when it's time for them to come first. And then when it is time to lead, you step to the front and you lead them. So that's sort of my experience with leadership and, uh, you know, and community leadership as well. So, Brian Irizarry, if you're elected to the Holton City Council, what kind of things would you like to accomplish? There are a few things I'd like to accomplish. Uh, number one is the waterfront. We want to make sure that the citizens of Houghton have input into how that waterfront is developed. And we want to make sure that everybody gets a say and that whatever final plan is decided on is a plan that the community is happy with. And uh, I think that's just common sense. And I think that's vital because there's, there's an economic impact to that as well. If our waterfront is suddenly less attractive or it loses its historical uh, its historical touch, its, its character, then our city may, you know, not be as as bright and beautiful as, as it otherwise would be. So that's why, why do you think that that public input is not happening now or going to happen now, given the route that's already been established? I'm not sure I understand exactly. Well, you're you're calling for public input. Right. The city, the city council, and the city manager, and and everybody involved has sworn up and down mm-hmm. that as this process develops and as the Viridia Group, which is the city's developmental partner, begins to formulate potential plans, that there will be plenty of public involvement. That's good. Why don't you believe that? Uh, the demonstration is just you know what what they started off doing what they were doing when nobody was looking type of thing you always want to do the right thing when no one's looking um, so it's what it's what your first instinct is and the city council demonstrated that their initial instinct was to sort of do it without proactively engaging the public they may have engaged the public once they were asked to but it wasn't their first instinct to do so and so. Um, I think a lot of citizens have lost faith in those elected officials because of that. I sat through a really long public hearing before this whole controversy began that was mm-hmm. part of the process. Mm-hmm. Well, um, <laughs> well I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that, well, I mean, <laughs> on, yeah. one, on one hand, you're saying that there was no input. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there was, a, there, was a, there was certainly a significant amount of input. By the time the public hearing had been set up, mm-hmm. there had already been a citizens' committee that was established to right. assist with the process and such. And I remain, frankly, a little bit confused by mm-hmm. people who are telling me that there was no input when I sat through an awful lot of it personally. Right. Well, I think a lot of people voted that there was no input on the ballot. So I think that's really... So what causes the disconnect between the input that was received and the feeling that no input was received? I think the city council can be more proactive with engaging the public. I think there are a lot of tools they can use. They can use traditional media, such as newspaper and radio, and they can use social media apps, and they can just be more proactive and uh, so that the when the public's not expecting it and they do receive an invitation to participate in the process, then that's what they're looking for, as opposed to, oh, we, we have to sort of hold them accountable, otherwise we're not sure they'll do the right thing. So I think that's the vibe. I think that's the sentiment of the community. What direction would you then like to see the, uh, the Waterfront Project take? I'd like to see the Waterfront Project take the direction that the people want it to take. So I don't myself have any vision you know we'll we'll take bids from whoever wants to same same from Verdia that's fine we just want to make sure that the community is engaged and i you know personally i think a lot of people like to see the architectural history preserved of our downtown they want to make sure that its uh, history is preserved and that it doesn't turn into something that loses what Houghton is all about and so we can still move forward and develop the waterfront and we can make it economically strong without losing that character that we have in Houghton, that's beautiful waterfront. Absolutely. Uh, what other things would you like to accomplish if you're elected to the Houghton Council, Brian? Let's see. Um, I think that great outdoors is a great asset to our community, and I know the narrow trails have been a point that a lot of people have been uh, 
worried about lately as far as its upkeep and who's taking care of it? Is that the city or is that Michigan Tech? And so there's been some debate about that. Yeah, there is a bit of an overlap there, mm-hmm. isn't it? The, uh, I mean, the Nara Preserve is the city of Houghton's. Correct. The trails that it kind of abuts are Michigan Tech's. Right. Um, is there money available to develop that further? I haven't seen the books on that. I'm not aware of the budget, but I would look into that, and I would make that a priority to see if Michigan Tech would step up and do a better job, or because that was sort of the memorandum of understanding as far as I understand it. That was sort of the verbal agreement that they would groom it or the city could use it as a park, and so everyone's got kilometers on their trails, but then they've got a public park. And so there just needs to be a better, clearer understanding. We, we can revisit that with Michigan Tech, and it doesn't have to be one way or the other. We just need to make it clear so that there's something binding and so that the trails are really nice and maintained all year. Your flyer says, prioritize our neighborhoods. That's right. What does that mean? Prioritizing our neighborhoods mean let's not forget about our neighborhoods. When there's millages up and when we, we're thinking about developing our community, the downtown is key, the schools are key, but let's not forget about our neighborhoods because those are the pe- that's where the people live. And I think if the taxpayers have nice streets, have nice clean streets, the snow is kept clear, speed limits are enforced, there's no one speeding through neighborhoods. I had a lot of residents uh, tell me that was their number one concern when I was getting petitions signed to be on the ballot. When I would ask them, what, what's your number one concern? They would, be, they would tell me all these cars speeding through. All right, and we've got to wrap it up there, Brian, because right. we're out of time. But uh, Brian Irizarry, one of the candidates for the Houghton City Council, and that wraps up our look at the five running for the three seats. Brian, thank you for your time and thoughts. Thank you, Todd. You can help our community's recovery from the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic by donating to the Portichelle Foundation's COVID-19 Community Recovery Fund. 100% of money donated to that fund will be used for COVID-19 recovery efforts. What are we doing with that fund? Glad you asked. We donated more than $400,000 to local schools. We provided needed supplies for the Keweenaw Family Resource Center's baby closet. We created a network of Wi-Fi hotspots. Join us in helping keep the Copper Country strong. Donate now at phfgive.org COVID-19. I hope you enjoyed this morning's Copper Country Today. Again, thanks to our guests, the five candidates running for the three available Houghton City Council seats. And again, remember, if you've already voted but you decide that you want to change your vote, you can do that. Contact your city or township clerk to learn how. Copper Country Today is brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. Remember, the Feeding America West Michigan Mobile Food Pantry will return to the Community Action Agency Distribution Center on Sharon Avenue this coming Thursday at 2 o'clock, and we'll be back in Launts on the 22nd and in Ontonagon on the 29th, underwritten by the Portage Health Foundation's COVID-19 Community Recovery Fund. See details on our QNRReport.com community calendar. Support that effort at phfgive.org. This is a copyrighted public affairs production of Houghton Community Broadcasting.